high expectations. <laughs> you drunk enough for a theme song? Honestly, I don't really like parades or like social events where everyone's gonna turn up. I like the concept, like hug a bug day or big dog walk or pride. I just don't want to go. <laughs> but I don't know why that is. I think it's like uh, everyone else is gonna be there. It would be so cool if like not everyone else was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like the I idea like, of yeah. discovering things for yourself. I see that stuff as well. I'm like, oh cool, big pie parade, dog walks. <laughs> yeah. And on paper it sounds exciting. But I have to be there at a certain time for, with everybody else. And yeah. I've got my own schedule. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you want to do what you want to do. Also, like, is it just like a regular day on the bus home? Like just being surrounded by people. Just I feel like so much of life you're expected to be in closed spaces with other people. You're right? Yeah. It's very hot. <laughs> Jazz on stripping off. For the listeners at home. <laughs> Stuff that doesn't suck. Naked podcasting. Naked podcasting. This is how you are. Strip podcasting. It's a new concept. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get in so much trouble with Katie. Okay, how do you feel about bare ass on these seats? As far as I'm aware, there's been no bare asses on these seats. What? That's sad. This should be like a bachelor. Why? There's no such thing as a good chair unless it's got like this, this questionable, questionable stain. Questionable stain. Well, I can't have nice things. Everything I own has a stain on it. It's just a thing. Right. Eating food means stains. What is a food that everyone is super into, but you're like, I don't get it? Tomatoes. Tomatoes are amazing. What's wrong with you? It's like a fruit, but it's a vegetable. It's yeah. great. Eggs. Yeah, I've actually been trying to eat eggs recently. But I know I don't really get eggs. It's a good source of protein. Like, I can see it it's nutritional value, but otherwise... Oh. But here's here's the thing about tomatoes. Mm. Like, not every dish with tomatoes in it is good. Tomatoes are too watery. Tomatoes definitely require context and shouldn't be there by default. <laughs> no. And not too chunky. So, like, on pizza, mm, sometimes good. Toasted sandwiches, mm, yeah. no. Like, a good, ripe, perfectly flavoured... Tomato on a salad kicks ass. But yeah, like watery, fucking shit, yeah. soggy, soggy sandwiches. Like, that's the worst. That's everyone's worst nightmare. Nothing too thick. <laughs> I can't take the thick. I have to have... The thick! <laughs> I have to have thinner. Thinner she tomato in me. can't take that thick. <laughs> can't take that thick. Oh my god. Fair enough. Who doesn't like a girthy tomato? Not too much girth between the buns. It's gonna be... <laughs> Just the perfect amount. Where you like <laughs> between the buns. Oh, Jess. Did you do that on purpose? No, I'm talking about burgers. <laughs> Most people want girth between their buns, if you I know mean... what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Where's the best chips? The best chips? I really can't go by McDonald's fries. They're one of my favourite fries. McDonald's fries! That I asked Hamish and he said the same thing. He was like, I actually just genuinely really like McDonald's fries. They're very nice and salty. I like that. And last time I had McDonald's fries, I just wanted more. I've got, a, got the right of the salt. <laughs> what, is that funny to you? Nice crispiness, yeah. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <sighs> 
Okay. You know what else is overrated? Received pronunciation. That's what I'm talking about. Received pronunciation. 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 (laughs) I was trying to do a crossword on a plane yesterday. (laughs) It's relevant to our discussion. Okay. (laughs) And the answer to one of the clues was abbreviations. Yeah. And I had this crisis where I couldn't remember how to spell abbreviation. Like, did it have two Bs? Was there an I for the A? There's definitely two Bs in abbreviation, eh? I think my problem was that I wrote abbreviations, and it was meant to be abbreviation. Oh. I realised today, my mistake, and now I'm mortified that there was an airline magazine on a plane somewhere (laughs) with my wrongly spelt word that's probably really confusing somebody. (laughs) Also, doing a crossword in turbulence is pretty frustrating. I can imagine. Oh, I hate it when you get on a plane and you have the airport magazines and they've been really like leaped through like a million times and people have ripped part of it for some reason. And you're like, oh, so many other people have touched mm-hmm. this. That's like travel is just, yeah. so many other people all I around me. I hate getting the seat magazine and flicking through it and find someone's already done the crosswords or anything like that. Cause it makes me feel like, oh, this is someone else's magazine. Yeah. And now I've done the same thing to them. Yeah. But maybe you're just with a really um, wasteful airline and they've already thrown it out. Like, what do you mean abbreviations? This person's an idiot. This person's obviously an idiot. You can't let other people see this. And I also did a Sudoku. And I did it. Oh, good. There's a guy sitting next to me and I really wanted to impress him. So I did the Sudoku like all the way through. <laughs> it was like an easier one and a slightly harder one beneath it. And I started with the hard one. I couldn't do more than a couple of numbers. So I left it and did the easy one first. And then the meal came, so I put the magazine away. I was lost got free. <laughs> but then on my next flight, it was the same magazine. And someone else had done the hard one, but not the easy one. And I kind of felt bad. It was a self-esteem hit. Like, <laughs> why can't I do the hard one? <laughs> Maybe they do Sudoku every morning. I think what it was is that I wasn't trying to... Probably, they probably do. But I think what it was is that I wasn't trying to like do the Sudoku. I was just trying to, like, kill time. Mm. So I don't mm. want to think too hard. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Thinking mm. is hard, Alan. And, like, you're on a, you're on a plane, you're in a holiday mode, it's fine. Yeah. And some guy man-spreading next to me. Man-spreading is overrated. No, I'm kidding. If I, could, if I could man-spread, I would. But there isn't enough room in the world for every single person to man-spread. And that is gender inequality in a nutshell, isn't it? It is. It's literally Like, true. somebody has to take up space and somebody has to make room. And that's bullshit. I was definitely manspread on the way to Australia. I had a middle seat. Nice. Both guys taking up all the armrests. So you manspreaded it. I was manspread. Did. <laughs> I was a manspready. Did did did. I was a manspready. There were the manspreaders either side of me. I like how we were like, oh, let's talk about things that everyone likes that are really overrated. Now you're talking a lot about airline travel. <laughs> No one likes airline travel, and it gets you places, so it's not really overrated. We've gone way off course. Yes, we have. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm just talking about things I really love, like magical (laughs) gardens. You know how they, um, you put it Mm -hmm. in water and it crystallizes, and it's like, there's a mountain and there are trees, and they can, like, grow, like, purple crystals. Cool. 
It's amazing. Have you had one before? A magical garden? Yeah. No. <gasps> oh, they're my fave. Yeah. You know, like everyone has their like nostalgia things. I'm always yeah. Like, magical garden. Sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. <laughs> sea monkeys. Do you have sea monkeys? Sea monkeys. Yeah, I think at one point I have encountered them. Sea mon- I was pretty obsessed with sea monkeys. Again, talking about things I really like. Overrated childhood toys. Furbies. Did you have a Furby? No. I'm sure you would remember the hype. That was some serious... Like, I don't know if you agree with me, because now things can go viral. But when things were hyped up in the 90s, it was like everyone had to have one. Everyone had to have something Pokemon-affiliated. Or Spice Girls. Yeah. Like, 90s hype. Maybe it was because I was a child, but in my mind, was so, so, so big. Everybody had to have that thing. It wasn't kind of like this pocket of people wanted to have that thing, or this, you know, majority mm. of people, but everyone, everyone was into it. <laughs> I think it probably still happens, but they, the word of mouth is different now. Yeah. Because back in, like, pre-major internet days, if something was popular, you were just told it was popular. You had no way to cross-reference this. Yeah. So if, if they're like, hey, Furbies are cool, even wants Furbies, Furbies are selling out all the time, you got to get one. Yeah. Or oh, crap, selling out. I'm get on this train, even those Furbies. Now, people are like, Furbies are amazing. And then you go on YouTube and you're just like, Furbies suck, don't buy Furbies. You're like, oh, okay, cool. True, because they totally do. And they were really expensive. But one of the best presents I remember getting, like, the biggest reaction I got was, I think, for Christmas when I was eight. And I got a Furby. And it was like, these amazing robot machines. And I just, please, please, please. I want to get this ugly looking bird robot, please. It's like kind of like a bird combined with maybe like a rodent. And they had big ears mm-hmm. and they went, or they and they had just spoken their own weird language. And apparently mm-hmm. you can teach them things. So this is where I'm going to get into Furby suck. So <laughs> many reasons why Furby suck. I opened it up on Christmas and I've never in my life, with the exception of my first iPhone, been more excited for a present. It was wow. my best Christmas ever. And I still remember the packaging. It was purple. And I had this um, little Furby with a brown tuft, little brown tuft of mm-hmm. hair and like kind of droopy eyes. And he had speckled fur and like a white tummy. Right. And I don't remember his name. <laughs> so they wake up and they are actual robots and their eyes open up. And the second generation of Furbies, actually, is an interesting aside, is you could put your finger in their mouth and they went, nom, 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 which was really fucking creepy. <laughs> and that's the first thing yeah. about Furbies. They're really creepy. They've got weird little, like, blinky eyes. They go, ah! And <laughs> they're basically gremlins before midnight, but you still feel yeah. like they could turn on you in the night. The other crap things about Furbies. So... They were created by this company that did a lot of robot things. And if you said a word to it enough, like a parrot, it would apparently learn that word. Now, I said shut up to that Furby over and over and over again. I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Maybe it thought it should shut up. (laughs) But it never learned any swears. That may have been intentional. Oh, no, do you think? That's pretty sophisticated. It probably already had learned the swears. And you to ignore them. Hmm. <laughs> they knew. Surely you would let kids have something you can teach to swear. Half the fun. Then all the complaints are going to come in. Oh, your toy swore at my kid. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. Teach it. Teach it fuck. 
teach it cunt, teach it motherfucker, and then just <laughs> mute those words. But what about, like, shut up? Shut up's not really a sweet word, but I just thought, shut up would be such You're a like funny a, thing for the furby to say. like a kid, shut up's probably a swear. <laughs> shut up can be worse than fuck you. You know when, like, somebody's True. like, oh, shut up. That's yeah. sometimes worse than, like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Because fuck you is, like, thrown around like crazy. When somebody genuinely tells you to shut up, you're like, whoa, you've, like, taken my voice away from me. That's awful. This is a really it bad is. feeling. Great point. Yeah. People really love fuck. Great point. People really love fuck. <laughs> but it's overrated. Alan's now stripping off. <laughs> well, it's always said we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in so much trouble. Are we allowed to do this? What if we, like, strip off on the podcast and put it out there? Instagram photo things kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. And, oh, the third reason why Furby sucked. Other than the fact that they didn't really do anything. They didn't even learn how to say shut up. And I, I don't think it learned how to say hello or goodbye. Like, it could kind of say it's Furbylish or something, and it could oh, speak yeah. in its own little language. It never learned how to say other things. Here's the worst thing about Furbies, though. When you wanted to go to sleep, and sleep for kids is obviously really important, like, you've got to separate, like, playtime stops now, sleep time starts now, which is something yeah. I was really bad at as a kid. I was like, oh, this is free time to play! Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time mum came into my room, so I was very, very bad at going to sleep, and I was playing, oh, what was, what's the one who was in Doctor Who? Billy Piper? Yeah. Do you remember Billy Piper's music career? Yeah. I was very into it, and I was playing a cassette tape, and I was standing on a chair, and I had a torch, and I was, like, doing a spotlight around the room, like, <laughs> sort of a dance. Amazing. And it was, like, the best way, best way for my mum to walk in and see that I really was not asleep. She's like, what are you doing? Get down and go to bed! <laughs> but I still remember being really embarrassed. It's like the time my dad came in to yell at me, and I was going to Cloud World. Do you know what Cloud World is? Maybe you had a different, like, term for it. Or, like, a cloud world. Cloud world. So, when you're a kid, nothing's more exciting than opening up your duvet cover and going inside. Oh. I reckon you're doing this as an adult. It's amazing. And I used to think of it like a cloud, because it's white. I used to call it cloud world. And it was, like, a little... This is so me. A little place that I could, like, hide away and feel safe. So yeah. I always used to go in the blanket and play cloud world. And I was playing cloud world... But my dad came and yelled at me once, and I remember him saying, like, you really, really upset your mother. She had, you know, she got really sick because of you. And I remember, like, <laughs> when he came in, I was completely disarmed because I couldn't even see the look on his face because I had a sheet covering my head. And I remember being like, hi, Dad. And he's <laughs> <laughs> being adorable. And then he, like, ripped into me. And that's, like, a very, like, hard childhood memory. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, that time mum caught me doing the torch thing, I was like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Just, woo! <laughs> Disco! No, it's ten. Gotta be. <laughs> anyway, so Furbies never shut down until, like, it's not like a computer. You can't just tell it to shut yeah. down. Maybe it is kind of like a computer, because sometimes I just can't get my computer to shut down. It just takes forever. Are you sure you want to exit? Yes, I'm sure! <laughs> I want to go to bed! <laughs> Um, so the Furby, if you, like, tried to turn it off, you put it in the corner, and it would say, actually get really mad at you, and its ears would go down. I don't know why they were designed to do this, but they would just get really, really angry at you and have a tantrum and then go to sleep, which, you know, during the day is, like, kind of cute and funny or whatever, but during the night, like, it's kind of scary. It's like, can you please stop being awake and not murder me in my sleep? 
Like it kind of sounded ah. like it was like yeah, actually like a gremlin like actually turning on you at that point. That's a terrible children's toy. Yeah. There was no upside to it. There was no pros about it. It was expensive. It was like not fun. I can't remember any good features. Like it pretended to eat your finger and it refused to go to sleep. Um, and couldn't learn any swears. So I don't know <laughs> what the point of it was. That was they, you know what? If anyone says get a Furby, they are crap. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just a big childhood tangent. Did you ever do Cloud World though? If anyone's what, yeah. actually listening to this, I can know you what, tell us if you did Cloud World or not? I mean, I know what it is. I've, I've done it. But I, I didn't call it Cloud World. What did you think of it as? I don't remember if I actually had a name or was it like, let's get in the duvet. I'm pretty sure I called it Cloud World. It's like, oh, it's like heaven. It's like going to heaven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a Powerpuff Girls blanket. Yeah, another one. And sometimes I'm like feeling like cold in winter or a little bit sickly or whatever and I've got like wrapped around me on the couch whatever sometimes I'll put it over my head like a little tent and so the outside light shines in on the Powerpuff Girls and they start glowing mm-hmm. and it's like I'm in this cathedral of Powerpuff Girls <laughs> love that and it's kind of like invigorating <laughs> what you can take from this is that we both love being inside and under blankets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do actually I do feel safe when I'm under blankets or I'm like mm, surrounded yeah. by curtains I always love the idea of those four poster princess beds mm. with the curtains that could come out so you yeah. could like just be enclosed in your bed that would be my dream bed I know it would get really dusty I know it would get really gross and mouldy but oh my god for the first like few months that would be amazing <laughs> ah. <laughs> I used to actually have a curtain on my bed that I used to pull across every night because it just made me feel more safe. Okay. Yeah. Because they had bunk beds. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, things that suck. <gasps> you know what a band everyone likes and I just think why Mumford and Sons? You just broke the hearts of sorry, what kind of genre are Mumford and Sons? It kind of just like shit folk. <laughs> Popular folk. I mean, I like, I like that one song. What, The Lion Man or Lion yeah. But is it a great song or is it, is it just a good song because he swears in it? <laughs> you do have this theory that everyone likes songs people swear. Yeah, like you like people like Thrift Shop because of that bit where he swears. Is that the bit where he swears? Can't remember. You had a theory of why everyone liked Thrift Shop and I was like, oh yeah. Is it because of the chorus? The chorus is really catchy and you're like, nah, he says a swear in it. I don't know. I can't remember this rant, but I'm sure it happens. No, I, I've got to find this. This is so funny when you said it. I was like, no, that's not what everyone likes. Thrift shop. It's because it's catchy. <laughs> How do you say Macklemore? Is it Macklemore or Macklemore? Well, I always thought it was Macklemore. But when you and Chris were saying Macklemore, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I just don't really care what his name is. So <laughs> I just say Macklemore. <laughs> Probably Macklemore. Yeah, you know what? Thrift Shop. Definitely one of those things everyone likes and it's really not that good. Um, oh, we just rag on Macklemore or Macklemore <laughs> every time we have a podcast. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I, I, I'm hunting, looking for my come up. This is fucking awesome. You always said that everyone likes Thrift Shop because of this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't remember how it goes down. I thought that you were totally going to agree with me about 
about Mumford and Sons, but you just you seem to care for the Mumford and Sons. Let me give you an example of how many Mumford and Sons songs I know. Yeah. It's one. <laughs> we don't even remember the name. Lion Boy? Lion I think Man? it's Lion Man. How did it? Little... But it's not your fault but mine. But it was your heart on the line. You nearly fucked it up this time. Deny my dear. I think it's definitely part of the popularity. So you don't like board games? <laughs> That's how this whole conversation came oh, up. Yeah. I was like, why don't we talk about things everyone likes but we don't like? I honestly could have gone on forever about that first thing I said where if there's a lot of crowds, I don't really want to go. Because every time I go to work on, on Monday, people will be like, oh, did you go to this big event this weekend? I'll be like, no. Why would I want to do that? There's so many people there. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but then I guess the thing is, if there's a lot of people there, it's obviously appealing to a lot of people. So everyone else wants to go. But I just think, that's really off-putting. All the people. Anyway, that's why Europe was hard for me. I had a girlfriend who cried at every parade she went to. Why? She just was overwhelmed by the whole spirit of the thing. So it was like happy tears or like sad tears? Oh, happy tears. Just like emotional, like, wow, everyone's celebrating, everyone's real proud. Oh, that's nice. Shitting some tears. Maybe I should go to more parades. I can't say I've been to a pride parade ever. And it's not because I'm not proud. I mean, I have a podcast in which I'm very openly queer. I just, I don't want to go. I don't know why. Is it the crowds thing? I feel a little bit guilty about it. But I also feel like there was a lot of like, oh, gay out in the park. It's like, no, no, not gay. I'm not gay. Or like, you know, just like, yeah, gay TM. They always have a gay TM every year at ANZ. I just kind of feel like I'm not monosexual. So I don't really feel like this is inclusive. But that's stupid because I'm sure Pride is very inclusive. I've just never been, so how would I know? But there's just kind of, I don't know. I also just kind of feel this silent protest like, why should I have to be queer and out and proud about it for one fucking day? I'm openly queer and proud about it every single day. Don't really feel like I need to go to Pride, but I get why a lot of other people would. So maybe that's a shitty attitude. I think it can make you uncomfortable as well. Like, when I say you, I mean people, me, maybe more than you, being told, like, how you celebrate things. Like, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Because you're a something to be proud of you must want to go and do a parade you must want to go and fly these rainbow flags you must want to come and watch drag queens or whatever I think that's my problem with all these events it's like you should want to do this you should be there it's like the Harry Potter complex I've got it's like how can you have never read Harry Potter how can you not like Harry Potter you have to like it and the more people tell me which is funny because I am considering reading Harry Potter, but the more people tell me you have to like it, the more I resist it. And I don't know what that is about my personality, but it's really manifested recently in not wanting to be at events where everyone else wants to be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that as well. Like, I don't like going to holiday destinations that everyone goes to. That is, like, no way. Like, I don't like doing super touristy things. I don't yeah. do tours. No way to work. I did tour once. It was really hard for me because you're stuck with a bunch of people that you wouldn't necessarily want to get on with. Because you're expected to enjoy yourself. You're expected to make friends. You're expected to have the time of your life. Yeah. That it's too much pressure and just... And it's 24-7. Yeah. And I didn't choose to be around these people. I feel this. <laughs> oh, it sounds horrible. I hate tours. I hate tours. I went on one tour when I was in Europe. 
Do you know how many other people were on that tour? 35 people. No other people. <laughs> it was like a private tour. It wasn't planned. I'll tell you why. It's because we got a haunted tour. So we're like, oh, let's find out about all the Amazing. ghosts. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And then they turned up and they were like, hey, you're the only people that booked this tour tonight. So here you go. Here's your guide. Cool. Bye. And then we're like, what the hell? Why is no one else here? And initially we were like, oh, this is kind of weird. But then, like, he was really nice and funny, and he could print up leprechaun, and I thought it was adorable. <laughs> he just kept on being like, what's that English word? Like, leprechauns? Le- 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 I was like, no. <laughs> leprechauns. Every time awesome. he would say it, I was like, leprechauns. And I, you know, I could, I could interact with them. I highly recommend going on unconventional tours and going to unconventional museums. Like Condom World. Like Condom World! Why didn't I ask you more about Condom World? Were there lots of condoms there? Yeah. I I feel like there's a place in Japan that's like that, and I really want to go. Probably many, 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 many places in Japan that are like that, just dedicated to condoms. I love that idea. I love, like, what? Mm. how do they make money? I was the only one in the store, though. <laughs> well, people are really disparaging about using condoms, so it's like, I don't, I feel like people are like, I want, the, the people who use them are like, I want this brand of condom. And I'm done. Like they're not really like. Mm, yeah. Wouldn't this condom be so much better if it had flowers? And it wasn't just like water boxes of condoms. Like they were like bowls. You like mix and match your, your bag of condoms. I love that that exists. I love that that exists. Yeah. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I feel like condoms is one of my favorite forms of contraception. They're so useful. Like they're useful for. Oh, should I get real graphic? Get graphic. Fucking rim jobs. Like I shouldn't have done that, but I did it. But they, no, I'm just saying in yeah, general. That's a great point. Dental dams. Keeping, like, clean dildos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I think that, that condoms can be used... Oh, I'm really sorry if my mum ever listens to this. On, like, vibrators and dildos and, like, keep them clean. And then, obviously, like, they keep you safe from STIs if they're on a wang, yeah. if they're on a vulva, if they're on an anus. Unconventional. I'm sorry I said anus. I feel very weird about that. Unconventional fouses. Yeah. I, I like condoms. I feel like there's a lot of hate out there for condoms, but they're so useful. Put a condom on it. That's that's carry on now, you know? <laughs> yeah, so the Spice Girls always said, put it on. <laughs> put it on. Put it on what? What song is that from? To Become One. To Become One. Again, I'm not, I'm not really into put the Spice Girls. Put it on. Tonight. What really? Tonight. tonight. And to Become One. one. That's bad harmony. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy Allen. Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> Tonight. Oh, Mel C was the best singer. Okay, every, everybody gets the Spice Girls type. Yeah. Mel C was the best singer of the lot. Totally the best. No joke. Baby Spice, the worst. Probably, yeah. <laughs> hey, board games. Yeah. Everyone loves board games. Yeah. I don't like board games. You know what? Monopoly's a bit overrated. Monopoly goes on for too long. Yeah. But board games in general, I don't like them. They make me anxious. Part of it is that there's a lot of rules to keep track of. Mm. You're relying on other people to play this game. you got to make sure everything stays cool. And, like, sometimes board games lead to arguments and fights. Yeah, I get really competitive and heated when I play board games. Also, you have to be around for your turn often and you're hungry or you're in the bathroom or... Yeah, people get really angry. They're like, it's your turn! It's your turn. When are you coming back? Hurry up. I'm like, I'm trying to relax and have a drink right now. I mean, I'm at a party and people are like, let's go play card games. I'm like, nah, I'll just watch. Fair enough. I don't want my turn to come. Yeah. Because it's stressful. Oh, that's why you're always like, oh, I'll just watch. I won't play. 
I want to chill. Like, what, drinking games as well are kind of the worst. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't really get drinking games because the punishment of drinking games is to drink, and drinking isn't a punishment. That's right. <laughs> but I guess drinking at your own pace is really nice. Yeah. But drinking games encourage you to not drink at your own pace. Because I just, like, kind of want to sip a drink. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to get wasted if I'm sipping drinks and downing drinks. Yeah. When we played the Tinder drinking game, oh, yeah. that was amazing. Jaslyn got more drunk than I've ever seen her in my life. That's all I'll say. It's true. She fell over. <laughs> a bunch of times. <laughs> but it was part of the game. It was, well. <laughs> it wasn't part of the game to fall over, but you were trying yeah. to. Because if you. It was an exciting game. If we made a match on Tinder, then the person that grabs the empty cup in the middle of the room gets to choose who has to down their drink. So every time, which was very often, Emily got a match, we all went for the cup real quick. And every time Jessalyn did, because of the seat she was sitting in and the amount of alcohol she'd consumed, she just face planted. <laughs> Do you remember that time we played squash? Yeah. And it- <laughs> We've never done it again. I was extremely sweaty. <laughs> you mean some funny night? I was extremely <laughs> I don't know what it is about being sweaty, but something about being sweaty. It's so funny. All I remember about the squash is that we had, we're total novices. Yeah. And we had like no idea what to expect. And it was the just, ball's like everywhere. And it was so much more tiring than I ever expected. <laughs> And we never played it again. <laughs> and it was our, I think squash was our rainy day substitute for a big walk. Because yeah. we speak on um, big walks every weekend. Yes. And it was I pouring with rain. We just do podcasts. We do podcasts. <laughs> which is which, a lot less. It's not as good for our bodies, which, unfortunately. Which leads me to my final point. Yes. How to have fun at a party. Drink at your leisurely pace. And have good chats with your friends. Just like now. Aww. Bam. Bam. We got some lists of emails. Let's open the mailbox. Put our hand inside, jiggle them about. <laughs> Not like that. That's what I like. Oh, that's what I like. Oh, yeah. What's oh, in here? Just letter. Oh, that's your mum, your lame. <laughs> we got a, a nice message from Georgia Brown. She says, I've been listening obsessively from the other side of the world. It is really nice to hear Kiwi accents from the mouths of people I went to school with. She's missing the motherland, especially with the Trump monster causing havoc for immigrants mm. here in the US. That's an old friend of mine. Uh-huh. We have a message from Justin Ruff, who's aka Podcast Groupie, who says, Big thanks to Hayek's podcast for getting me through my work day. The most interesting women in the world are at Hayek's podcast. Oh, who's that? Justin Ruff. Justin yeah. Ruff, who's that? He is a big podcast fan. Oh, okay. He's really nice. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Oh, thanks, Justin. <laughs> the Indoors Women podcast said that they like our adorable accents and how much fun we have. <laughs> and they talked about us, about us on their podcast recently. Oh, they that's listened, really nice. Did they? They listened to the Mimosa Mailbox episode. <laughs> and they thought it was really fun. I gave a listen to their episodes, a couple of them, and they do one on bottle episodes of TV shows. And they also had a really good one on comfort binging, watching, and pop culture stuff. Like what to watch when you're sick and things. Oh, nice. It's really good. Really fun. Um, can I give a shout out to my favorite podcast at the moment? Yep. So I'm really obsessed with the new Handmaid's Tale, and I was oh, I need a new podcast. So I typed in Handmaid's Tale, and Read All Over, a Handmaid's Tale podcast, came up. Oh. And it's 
great. It's so great. They go through the book, they go through each episode, and I love things where they overanalyze things and they really get Thanks. into the nitty gritty of all the scenes and everything. But they also have, it's just littered with pop cultural references and they break out into song and they're both comedians and very funny. Molly, who's on Read All Over, so it's Molly and Kelly. Molly has another podcast called Failure to Launch, which is a really cool concept. I've heard of that one. Have you heard of Failure to Launch? Yeah. So it's about TV shows that never got past the first seasons. They never got picked up. So hence Failure to Launch. Yeah. I recommend those podcasts. So check out Read All Over and Indoors Women and Failure to Launch. Ashley Hume, friend of the show. Ashley is a very, very funny lady. Been on some of her episodes. She says, Alan needs to be drunk more on high X. (laughs) Well, you got your wish. And finally, we've got a lovely email from Anna, who says, Hello to you three lovely ladies. Today I listened to your latest podcast, twice in fact, and then I sent it to four of my friends. Thank you for that. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell a friend. Please tell a friend. Please leave a review on iTunes. Yeah. Write us on iTunes. Five stars. (laughs) Retweet us on Twitter. (laughs) Seriously, though, do that. It really does help. Yeah, it does. She says, last July, I broke up with my boyfriend of two years. After four months of not really feeling, quote, relationship-y in the relationship, I don't know what I felt during that time, but after it happened, I didn't feel like the post-breakup dynamic was any different to the pre-breakup relationship. Ever since I have really struggled to identify why this was the case. The whole while I have really valued and enjoyed him as a person, but I just couldn't pinpoint my feels towards the situation using words, which left me really confused. We still talk quite a bit on Messenger, but he finds it difficult to hang out in person. And what this has made me realise is that I really miss the friendship aspect of a relationship, even though I didn't want to pursue the romantic or sexual aspect. So that was just a long-winded story to tell you that your podcast has helped me articulate and thus understand different relationship dynamics in my life and my feelings towards them. It really does seem to be the case in this instance that your vocabulary can limit your perception of things when you're trying to put things into fez boxes you already have just for the sake of putting them in somewhere. I hope this makes sense. I can be horrendously inarticulate. Just know that I really appreciate you all and you've all helped me in my little brain box and heartstrings today. Oh, so nice. Thank you, Anna. Yay. That was a really cool email. Just, I just immediately was like, Jasmine, you have to read this. You're going to love it. Yeah. You know, it's good to know that we do good work. We love all our listeners. If you'd like to write into us, here comes Kathy Allen <laughs> with information. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Kill a cat. And every time I try and kill this cat, it comes back. It's like Rasputin, but a cat. You know what I'm saying? There's a bit of a historical reference there.